Hello, and welcome to the Sawyer Seminar Bites podcast, hosted by the Boston University Center on Forced Displacement. This podcast showcases talks hosted by our Sawyer Seminar series on border regimes, a grant generously funded by the Mellon Foundation. My name is Chandra Beck, the podcast director here at the Center, and today we will be listening to a segment of the March Sawyer Seminar that we hosted with the University of Rio Grande Valley in Texas, entitled The U.S.-Mexico Border Regime, Trauma, Hospitality, Art, and Protest. This talk is given by Carla Gabriela de la Fuente, a research assistant at the School of Art and Design at UTRGV, entitled Mano de Obra, Exploring Processes and Materiality in Artwork. Hello, um, thank you for everyone for being here today. Um, um, I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, so the experimentation or I guess processes that I'm currently exploring, um, I title Mano de Obra, and here I explore the processes and materiality in artwork. Um, this is a quote by Pago Gan that I recently um, stumbled upon uh, one day drinking coffee that really just spoke to me. It says, art is an abstraction, abstracted from your dreams about nature and think more of the creation than the result. So in my artistic practice, that is one key thing that I always focus on, on the process of making something, the act of bringing something to life or bringing something that was not to be. So this is what typically I envision at first, um, whenever I think of, I'm going to make something. So I have an idea, I think of the material, and then I think, okay, this is the process. And this is how I, I perceive it to, to happen. But more than often, it happens like this, plus more. <laughs> so we have ideas, materials, um, and then availability, the, the cost and time of production, um, also patience. Uh, I, I know sometimes things get tedious and and I feel like I have my professors that each kind of give me a little bit um, of advice and I kind of bring everyone's work together. I know one professor is really confident about just kind of like doing things in the moment. And then one of my other professors is like, no, you have to like do it as perfect as possible. So I always try to incorporate like all these people into like my mind and try to like focus and make it come out in my work. So this, uh, so plus expectations and reality. So sometimes within the process, things happen and get something completely new, but that works also. Um, and that works together with intuition. And like I said, motivation. So whenever we explore the process, um, we could think of many different artists and each of us have a different way of making things. And it also varies by piece by piece. Um, whenever I started studying Consuelo Jimenez Underwood, something that I absolutely adored was how she had this concept of making things your own. So she says that from a plant, she can make a thread. And now that she knows how to weave with sticks or a loom, I could create art with nothing except me, myself, and I, and the earth. And that's, a tr that's what attracts me to the processes. And I think that's something absolutely beautiful and something that I try to do myself. So just out of whatever's available, bring something to life. And when we talk about exploring materiality, we can see how materials can create layers of meaning that create visual information that can describe time, place, culture, politics, and also the human experience. So on the left, we have a picture of the space in between a nopal called Sol Espinosa by Margarita Cabrera that is constructed of Border Patrol uniforms, fabric, copper wire, PVC pipe, foam, thread, and a terracotta plant. Her community-based project speaks volumes because she's able to have people 
who are stuck at the border embroider their stories onto the nopal to create something bigger than what an artist can do by him or herself. And then on the right, we have a piece by Consuelo Jimenez Underwood made, uh, it's called Run Jane Run, and it's made of woven cotton, linen, barbed wire, and caution tape. And this is um, a symbol of a, of a traffic sign that is seen in the borders where immigrants are known to pass. Um, and the artist who actually created the piece included the profile of Cesar Chavez and also included uh, a little girl with pigtails to evoke emotion and for people to feel that it's like a little girl and her family who are trying to cross to safety. So something that I explore also in my work and that I embrace is rascuachismo. And the first time I heard this, um, it must have been in middle school or something, and it was just maybe my friend saying, oh, rascuache. And it seemed it like to have a negative connotation, but it's nothing that I really didn't think about until much later, whenever um, I kind of discovered that rascuachismo is just things that my family did all the time. Um, so as defined by Tomás Ibarra Frausto is uh, the working class sensibility, a lived reality of just trying to make the most with the least possible. Um, and as Ronald Rael had said, um, the creativity and resourcefulness present within frugality and limited resources. And I think this is something that was present in my family because my dad, um, he was uh, known to save his money. Um, but what I think is really incredible, it's like this picture here is a picture of a birdcage that he made from a broken oscillating fan and just chicken wire. And I never thought of this as rascuache because it was like perfectly put together here in the bottom. And it, it, it's, it, I don't know, it's something that whenever I, I just, or kind of thought about rascuachismo, I'm like, hey, this is like the perfect example. And it was meaningful enough for my mom to take a picture of it in, from like the 90s. And like, we, I still have it. Like I took a picture of this. So from this thought, um, I, can, I come back to uh, Consuelo Jimenez Underwood that she says, from a plant, I can make thread. And now that I know how to weave with sticks or a loom, I can create art with nothing except me, myself, I, and the earth. And I think that this is very important because she talks about a learned knowledge that she could tap into anywhere, something that can never be taken away. So within our work or within my work, I explore our ecosystems. Um, and this is not just uh, nature itself, but how humans interact with nature and the land. So here we have an example of uh, construction. So this house that was constructed, I believe in the 1930s or 20s here in, in the Rio Grande Valley, it was actually um, like between Mile 6 and Sherry Road um, that I thought was beautiful for a long time. And whenever I thought of this project, I was like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get an old piece of wood from that house and I'm going to make this thing. So that was like my first little loop. Um, but then by the time I drove past there, this is what I found. I found a big pile of rubble. rubble. It was just it was destructed. Um, and I was also met with the sound of beeping like bulldozers. They were clearing um, the land for a new subdivision. But um, I was lucky enough to talk to the people there and the owner of the new, the new owner was present and he said that I could have any material I wanted. So, so I was able to get some of the, the wood and reconstruct a frame for a piece of artwork that I created where I tied in our land, time, and also our culture into this piece of the Virgen de Guadalupe. I also experiment and explore our environment. 
where I use natural materials like plants, water, soil, and snakeskin, uh, espinas, which I've experimented with a lot, and bogambilias from my own garden to create artwork. And it makes a hybridized medium that includes things from the land here in the border, things that are man-made, mass-produced here in the U.S., and kind of brings it together to something that I connect to that I feel that I can be sometimes. So step-by-step, by, step, by gathering materials, the handmade paper-making process, which can also be a whole presentation on its own, and sculptural components and frame fabrication. We make work that tells our stories. So this is a handmade paper that I made with espinas, mogambilias, snakeskin, that I call um, the American dream, that activates spaces and galleries and beyond. Thank you. For more information on the Sawyer Seminar series on border regimes and for upcoming events, go check out the Sawyer Seminar website, linked in the description. This Sawyer Seminar series is made possible with funding support from the Mellon Foundation. This podcast is produced by Boston University's Center on Forced Displacement in collaboration with all members of the team. <laughs>